Welcome to the Life Point Louisville podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Sean McGill. For more information about this podcast and for other resources, visit lifepointlou.org. Well, hey, here's my job today. Uh, my job is to convince you really to get in relationship. And so for some of you, you're excited about that idea. And for others of you, that makes you a little nervous because you're an introvert. You, you don't know if you really like to hang out with other people and you're actually okay with it. And so my job today is to convince you otherwise, that you need friends in your life, that you need some people. Because we have a conviction here at LifePoint and our conviction is this, that we just believe that life change, it happens best in the context of relationships. Here we go. We believe that life change happens in the context of relationships. You know, uh, it's not only a relationship with others, but it's your relationship with God, right? Wouldn't you agree that life change happens best when you get into relationship? God doesn't just want you to know about him, but he wants a relationship with you. He wants you to be in relationship with him and to really know him. And then outside of knowing God, I think it's great to know other people, to have people in your life that you can be in relationship with. And so here's what I want to do before I jump into the message, our team has put together a video of those that have kind of walked this journey ahead of you. And so if you will, just uh, remain seated and turn your attention to the screen and check out this story. So small groups have definitely been a pivotal part in my spiritual journey um, and my growth and just um, becoming closer to Jesus. And, and they're so great for community making friends. I know some of my first friends were in small groups. Some of my first really good friends were in small groups. For us, honestly, as adults, we have kind of struggled to make a good core group of friends. And yet some of our closest friends, even like right now, are people that were in that small group from the very first small group that we ever went to. Um, but also having people around you that as you're going through life, um, dealing with both the, the challenges that come with life and the joys that come in life. Having people around you that you can always feel comfortable talking to, um, praying for, praying with, just being on each other's team uh, is just so important. Finally realized I was fighting with my spirit to join a group and I didn't want to leave my house. But I knew I needed the community. Because it's those times when you're vulnerable that you're really able to connect and um, it's just a whole nother level of friendship when you are able to do life with people that are there to lift you up and build you up. And there's people that I've passed on Sunday morning consistently have said hi to, just kind of acknowledged, and it wasn't until I was in a small group with them that I ended up um, having next level relationship and I didn't realize how much we actually had in common. Um, the group that I joined at LifePoint was really where I met the, the first people that um, I was able to become friends with. Uh, you know, we had, been, we had been going on Sundays, but um, it gave me people that for the rest of the week uh, I, could, I could talk to. I had been going through something in my life personally. Um, it was probably one of the darkest times of my life and I was holding everything in and trying to figure it out on my own. And there was one particular morning at small group, just like any other time that I showed up and the topic of discussion, I felt like it was directly for me. In that moment that I broke down, 
the discussion completely stopped and everyone just rallied around me and it was that moment that I knew that this group wasn't just a group of girls to get together and have coffee in the mornings and um, that this was a group that was there to change my life. The best relationships that I have with anybody, since we had a big transition leading us into Kentucky where we moved from, um, the best relationships that I've had with anybody hasn't been from a chance encounter at a grocery store or a church or anywhere else. It's all been from small group. And we even have family here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we have family here and yet we feel like, like we have so much more family now. So if you're someone that is questioning if you should join a small group, don't even think about it and just do it. The Lord tells us that we have to step out in faith. And until we step out in faith, take that first step to even look and see if there's a small group that we'd want to join. Find something you want to do. Like I, I wanted to find a walking group. Find something that you want to do and see if there is a group that will help you find friendships. If not, then start your own group. It'll work too. <laughs> Come on, isn't that good? So grateful for small groups. Here's the reality in life, and the reality is this, that we were never meant in this life to, to just walk alone. We're never meant to travel through life by ourselves. We're never meant to walk alone. In fact, there's a scripture that speaks to this so great, and it speaks to a man that was all alone, and it says this. It says, there was a man that was all alone, and he had neither son nor brother, and this isn't talking about biological son or brother. If you look at the context, it's just talking about those close to him. He didn't have anybody that was close to him, and the Bible says that there was no end to his toil. There was no end to his toil. That's a word that we wouldn't use much, but in other words, what he's saying is when there's a person all alone, when he doesn't have relationships, that even though life may seem to be going well, in fact, it's, it goes on to say that he couldn't even find contentment in his wealth, that even money couldn't buy this hole in his heart, that money couldn't fix it. But, but when we're all alone, there's no end to, to the toil or, or, or maybe the misery or, or the emptiness that is in our life. And so maybe you're in here today and you have people all around you and you wouldn't think, you know what, I, I'm, a, I'm alone. You've got coworkers, you've got family, there's, there's people in the house, but I found that many times, even though that we can have people around us, we can still feel loneliness. We can still feel empty on the inside. And so why do people walk alone? Well, I think there's a whole bunch of reasons why people walk alone. The first is this, just naivety. Maybe you just, you don't know any better. You didn't know that relationships really matter. You didn't know that relationships could make such an impact in your life. In fact, the world has told you just you do you and you're fine on your own and you're a survivor and you can stand up tall and you can get through life without anybody else. Just be you, be, you know, uh, just, just stand on your own. But, you know, I, I don't think that's a great way to live. And so maybe it's naivety, maybe it's your temperament that you don't find yourself getting into groups or relationship or you know, letting people in just because you're like, I'm kind of an introverted and uh, or an I have an introverted personality. And I would say, I get that. 
I get that. Some of these reasons I would say are, you know, they're reasons that we need to kind of hit head on, but some of these, they're just real reasons. Some of you, you are introverted. Your personality is that you just don't like to be around people. You freeze up. The thought of going to a party or sitting down in a stranger's house is like, I can't do it. Your, your heart's beating fast right now. You're like, Holy Spirit, don't speak to me today. Holy Spirit, I'm not listening to this today. Is service over? You said 28 minutes and 32 seconds. And you're just thinking, it's not my personality. And I would say, I get it. It's okay that you're quiet and it's okay that you're introverted, but just because you're introverted doesn't give you a reason not to get in relationships. And so you don't need relationships with everybody. You don't have to be the life of the party. You don't have to go to crowded rooms, but you do need somebody. Because a man that walks alone, there's just no end to his toil, or maybe there's just fear for you. You've heard of small groups before and you're thinking, you know what, if I go to that group, here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna pull a bunch of chairs up. They're going to sit me in the middle. I'm going to sit down and then they're going to look at me and say, tell me your sin. And I'm not into that. And let me just tell you, we don't do that. I mean, maybe the second week, but definitely not the first week. That's not what groups are. And so maybe you're just fearful. You're like, I don't know if I really want to let people know me. If they know the real me, they might think differently about me. Students, you get this. This happens to you all the time, right? You're thinking, I don't know if I want them to know the real me. If people really knew what was going on in my life, if people really knew the hurt, if people really knew my home life, if people really knew the relationship I have with my parents, there's just fear that they wouldn't like me or they wouldn't talk to me or they wouldn't let me in the in crowd. And I, I get it. But sometimes we have to push past the fear, and so it's a reason, or maybe past experiences. You let people in in the past, and you got burned. You said something to somebody you thought you would trust. You said something to someone that, 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 that was so deep and so you know, internalized that you thought, you know what, I can't believe I told them, but I did, and then they broke your trust, and it was like a friend stabbing you in the back. And so past experiences have made it really hard for you to open up your life again. Or maybe for you, it's just the epidemic that we're all going through, and it's the epidemic of busyness. We are so busy, busy for our family, busy for our kids, busy for church, busy for, you know, whatever, 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 and we can get so busy that relationships just get so far down on the back burner that it's not that they're not important to us. You would never go up to somebody and say, you know what, I just don't value this. I just don't need it in my life. But there's so many things ahead of it that you're just not able to make time for it. And I would say we have to begin to reprioritize our life and look at the busyness around us and say, okay, what do I need to do to just move this up a little bit, to move it up a little bit in my life? And so here's what I wanna do today. I wanna talk to you real quickly about four aspects of your life, four areas of all of our lives that you, you'll know this about you when I talk, talk about this, but you may not think about it often. In fact, these four aspects come from sociologists and a few years back, many years back, they actually um, created this idea called the Jahari's window and it was this, this idea of the four parts of an individual, the four aspects of an individual. And so um, I, I didn't keep the same labels in there. I, I did a good old Baptist sermon, made them all peace for you because I wanted you to remember them today. 
And so I'm going to give those to you, and hopefully you'll remember them. But there's four aspects of you, so I want to describe the aspect and then tell you what I think you need when it comes to those aspects and what the Bible would have to say about it. And so the first is this, and this is obvious, and, and you're not going to, you know, this isn't going to be like, oh my gosh, my mind is blown. But there is a public you. This uh, is what Jahari Window would say is the arena. It is the public you. It is I know and you know. There is a part of you when you walked into this room that you know and they know. I know and you know that you are wearing a gray shirt. There's just, you know, or you have glasses or you have a great smile. This, this public side of you. And there's a public side to all of us. It's the side that we interact with, with the barista or the person at the grocery store. It's the side that many of us just come into church with. And this is, this is a good part of you. This is a natural part of you. We all need the public you that lets you interact with the world around you. And I would say while this is necessary and a part of us, we need people in our lives that know more than just the public you. In fact, here's what we need. We need people who really know you. And so there is a public you, but I think all of us need people that really know me. I, I, I think it would be wise if you say, even though there's this public side of me that people see on a Sunday, I just need some people that really know me. I need some people that really know what's going on in my life. Scripture says it this way, for who among you knows the thoughts of man except for a man's spirit within him? In other words, there's a part of you that you know that nobody else knows that I would encourage you that you need to let people know about. You need people that really know you. You need people in your life that don't just know the public you, but they know the things going on in your life. See, the, the, the reason why this is so important is because there's going to come a time to where something's going on in your life. There's going to come a time when maybe you end up in a hospital needing somebody, or maybe you're going through a hard day, and you need people that know more than just the public you. But you need people in your life that know the real you, that know I'm having a bad day. Things aren't going well. Something just happened, a situation in my marriage, you know, whatever it is. You need people that you can trust, that you can reach out to, that know, that know the real you. Because if, if not, you'll go through life just with this facade and this mask and you'll walk into situations and things really won't be going okay. And, you know, somebody will ask you, like, how are you doing? You'll be like, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Anybody ever been there? But you're not. In fact, that's the second part of you that I would encourage you to deal with today. And it's the private you. See, there's a public you, like you know and I know, and we kind of all see this about you, but there's a private you. It says, I know, but you don't know. Did you know there's a part of all of our lives where there's things that we know that you don't know? See, there are things in my life that I know about me, but you don't know about me. And it's okay that all of you guys don't know these things about me, but I would say there does need to be someone that knows these things about you. There does need to be someone, because here's the thing, let me, let me say it this way, it's on this screen. If there's something that only you know about you, if there's something that, that you would say, I'm the only person that knows, guess what? You're not in a good place. You're not in a good place if you're the only one that knows something about you. And so what would I say? Well, I would say this, that, that you need people to protect you. You need people that are a safe place that you can say, you know what, 
You don't know, but you need to know that this is going on. And then they need to be a safe place that there's protection there. That when you say it, see, small groups are a place to connect, but they're also a place to protect where you can take off the mask and you can say, you know what I know, but you don't know, but you need to know. I'm not doing good. I'm not okay. Why? Because I think you're only as sick as your secrets. In fact, you'll always stay as sick as your secrets. Your secrets will make you sick inside, whether you realize that or not. They will cause you anxiety. They will put you in a place of depression. They will put you in a place where you just want to Netflix and chill all day and you don't want to get around people. They'll put you in a place where you don't live to your full potential because you're constantly dealing with shame or insecurity or whatever. And so we need people in our lives that we can say, hey, there's a public side of me that you know, but there's a private side of me that you really need to know because I can't hold this in anymore. I cannot bottle this up. In fact, Corinthians says this, 2 Corinthians 4, 2. I love it. It says, we refuse to wear masks and play games. We're just not going to do it. Rather, we'll keep everything we do and say out in the open. There just needs to be a point where you say, you know what? I'm not going to play games with this thing called life. I'm going to refuse to wear a mask. Why? James 5, 16 says it's so important that you confess your sins one to another that you would share the private side of you, not to everybody, but somebody. Not all of us need to know. You don't need to be putting it out on Facebook. You know what I'm saying? You don't need to be blasting it, but you do need to find some trusted people. Confess your sin. Why? So that you could be healed. See, confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. Did you know that Jesus comes to save us, but when it comes to some relationship things, he's put this built-in thing called relationships, and that when you confess, healing happens, that the shame you've been carrying with your secrets for so long, if you'll get them off your chest and give them to somebody, some healing would take place. The depression, the anxiety that you've been walking with, maybe it would fall off of you. And so there's a public you, and there's a, there's a private you, and, and we've got to learn to be honest. I love what C.S. Lewis says about this. He says, friendships, friendships are born at the moment when one person says to another, what? You too? I thought I was the only one. See, there's a lot of fear in stepping into this area of our life and, and letting people really know you because we think we're the only ones struggling. But you're not. Guys, you're not the only ones dealing with it. You're not the only one struggling in your marriage. You're not the only one that's looking at porn. You're not the only one that's having issues with their boss. There's probably someone in here that struggles with that as well. And I'm just saying, it may be your willingness to open up and say, I'm not okay. I've been, I've been dealing with this. I've been struggling with this. And I need to tell you, and it may be that thing that gives you the freedom to step into it and say, you know what? It's not okay. Because what's going to happen when you take off the mask and you get real with people, the right people are going to come around you and say, you know what? I know you've been struggling, but we're not going to let you struggle anymore. I know your arms feel weak, but we're going to hold them up. I know you feel like you can't, but you can't. You need some encouragers to say, you got this. You're in this. It's not going to take you out. That's right. That's right. 
And so you got you to gotta let people know the private you. So there's a public you and there's a private you. And let me tell you another part of you. There's a problem you. There's a problem you. It's the you that says, I don't know, but you know. It's, it's the you that somebody looks at and says, hey, bro, you got a hanger there. Just deal with it. It's the you that's like, hey, zip it up. Listen, I was somewhere the other day, and I saw somebody, their fly was down. And I went over to him. I said, look, I don't know you, but you need to know this, bro. Your fly's unzipped. They didn't get mad at me. He almost hugged me. He's like, thank you so much. You know me? You're my bro. See, we need people in our lives that will look at us and say, hey, you don't know, but you need to know. You look sick. You look unhealthy. I'm not talking about just like, you know, the, the physical, I, I'm talking about the things that weigh on us that when we look in the mirror, we carry them so long that we don't even see them anymore. But everybody else around us, they see them. They see it in their eyes when they interact with you. It's the person that comes up to you and they say, are you okay? And your first thought is just to say, no, I'm good. I'm okay. But something caused them to ask that about you because for whatever reason, the other interactions that they've had with you, it didn't look like that. Your eyes were a little bit brighter. There was a little bit more of a glow on you. They've been around you. They, 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 they see you and they hear you. And when they ask you, are you okay? You need that. You need people in your life that can say, hey, you don't know this, but the way you've been talking to your spouse... The way you've been talking about her, man, it's not cool. You don't know this, but how you've been handling situations on the job and the way you lose your anger and the way you get frustration or frustrated at situations, it's not good. See, we need coaches in our lives. We need people that we let in to tell us the hard things. I would say, do you have anybody in your life that you've given permission to to say things about you that's not going good? Have you went to anybody and, and said, you know what? I don't need everybody to do this. Because that's what they do on social, right? People are glad to tell you about you. I don't need everybody to do this. I'm going to drown out the noise of the critics, but I do need somebody. I do need somebody, and so I'm giving you permission. If you see some change in my life, if you feel like my, my passion is slipping, if you feel like you know, I'm not talking about God anymore like I used to. If you feel like my mouth is, is getting a little dirty, it used to be kind of clean and I was trying and now it's just like I'm saying things and, you know, I've got to say, oh, that's not like me. No, 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 something's wrong. You need people that can come to you and say, are you okay? Don't talk like that. Don't act like that. Don't dress like that. We need that. We need people that we can say, you don't know, but you need to know. There's some things going on. And then we need some people that will say, you don't know, but you need to know. There's some things I see going on. People that'll help us. 
And so there's a public you. There's a private you. There's a problem you. And then, thank God, there's a potential you. It's the part that I don't know and you don't know. There's a part of you that only God knows. It's, it's the potential you, and the good thing is God has devised a plan to help you step into your potential. God has devised a plan to sharpen you and to grow you and to, to help you walk in fullness. And it's community. It's the people of God that are there for you. The Bible says iron sharpens iron. So does one person sharpen another. And so when it comes to the potential you, you need people. You need people that will grow you. I would say this, the potential you says, I just need people that will grow me. Why? Because God's system for pulling the best in you is other people. God's system for pulling the best things out of you is community. It's people. It's growing together. In fact, I love what the scripture says. It says as each part does its work, each part of the body, it helps other parts grow. So Christ's whole body is what? Healthy, growing, full of love. See, the potential you, it needs other people. It needs other people that will lock arms with you and it'll help you grow. And as we all do that, we become healthy and full of love and, and growing. And so here's the recap for today. The recap is you need people that really know you. You need people that will protect you. You need people that will be honest with you. And you need people that will grow you. So let me give you three things that I think you can do today. The first is this. You can walk out of here today and you can join a small group. Go to the foyer, grab your kids. If you've got kids before you, you know, do it, just grab your kids and then go to the foyer and sign up for a small group. We've got about, I don't know, 20 groups or so this semester. So there's plenty for everyone. They meet all throughout the week, different locations, different times. And I would say, find a group. Step out of the fear. Step out of the, you know, the, the, the maybe past experiences you've had. And just try it. Try it for a semester. And just try it for a week. And say, you know what? God, I, I need this, so I'll try it. Man, our group leaders, they're ready. They've been praying for you. They've been believing that God would put the right people in their group. You don't know this, but our group leaders, they've been praying for you. They don't even know you yet. They don't know who's gonna be in their group, but they've been praying for it. They've been praying that God would send them the right people today. And so I'm gonna encourage you today to step out, join a small group. Maybe you're in here now, I know. That can be a long journey sometimes. The journey from your seat on a Sunday morning to a couch on a Wednesday night can sometimes feel like a huge canyon. So I thought, you know what? I'll give a baby step for a couple of you today. Because some of you, you're not ready for it for whatever reason. I would say push past that reason. But maybe you're not ready, and I would give you this step. Today, 
exchange phone numbers with someone. Find somebody you sit around. Find somebody that, that is a familiar face. And just exchange a number. Maybe you're here for the first time today. If you are, push past just letting today be an experience with a pastor and a worship team. And say, God, today I'm going to connect to the body. That's what it means to get planted in the house of God, to really plant in a church. And so I would say, find somebody that looks like you. Find somebody that doesn't look like you. Find somebody you think is cool. I don't care. And say, you know what? You don't know me, but you need to know me. I need a friend. Because there's going to come a time where you need somebody. And you're going to need your church to be there for you. You're going to end up in the hospital. You're going to have a bad day at work. There's going to be a situation where you're going through a health scare. You left your other church because you thought they were never there for me. Maybe they were and maybe they weren't. And you'll leave this church thinking the same thing if you don't connect with someone because the way we are there for you is not just Jennifer and I. While we will drop everything we can to be there for you, the way we will be there for you is the people around you. It may be your neighbor that shows up when you're sick. It may be your neighbor that shows up that's right there, sitting on the seat right beside you when you go through an issue maybe with infertility or job loss or something. And so you need this today. And maybe you're still not quite ready for a small group, but you would say, you know what? I've got some numbers. I would encourage you to do the last thing today. If you got a number, but maybe you can't find a small group that works for you, invite somebody, that number that you have, invite them to your house to share a meal. And I hope that these two things actually at some point encourage this thing. If you're not ready for this, I hope this gets you ready. But everybody today, I would say you have a next step. Everybody today can do something. My prayer is no one walks out of here not taking a step. Would you bow your heads with me? Maybe today the step that you need to take that the enemy was trying to distract you with just now is that today you would enter into relationship not just with someone else, but the greatest relationship you could enter into. And it's a relationship with Christ. Today, if you've walked in here and you've just been far from him, you've walked in here today and you'd say, you know what, I've been running from God, but I'm here. Nobody looking around. May this be a private moment just for a second. If you're in here today, and I'm not going to call you out, I'm not going to ask you to stand, I'm not going to embarrass you, but if you would say, you know what, I need this. I need a walk with God. I'm going to ask here in a second that you would raise a hand. And it's not for me, it's for you. It's a line in the sand where you're saying, God, today's the day. I'm gonna live for you. I'm giving my life to you. You know, the Bible says anyone that calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Saved from what? Saved from an eternity without God. 
Let me tell you, an eternity without God outside of his presence is an eternity that you do not want to go to. Ladies and gentlemen, heaven and hell are real. And it's my hope that all of you would go to heaven. In fact, it's the hope of our Father that all would be saved and that none would perish. It's his hope so much that he gave us Jesus. He sent Jesus on a rescue mission. He died on a cross for you and I. Then he rose three days later, conquering death, hell, and the grave so that we could have life in him. So if you're here today and you would say, you know what, I need that. Put a line in the sand today. I'm giving my life to Jesus with nobody looking around. Would you just slip up a hand real quick? Would you say, God, I need you? Don't be afraid. Lift it up high. God, I need you. God, today's the day I give my life to you. Just want you to know if you're raising your hand right now, God's so proud of you. He sees you. He knows you. I see you. And God is saying, well done. Well done, son. Well done, daughter. So if that's you, that you raised your hand, would you pray this with me? In fact, I would love for everyone to pray this with me for those praying it for the first time. Would you just say, Jesus? Come on, everybody. Jesus, today I give you all of me for all of you. Take my life. Make me brand new. In Jesus' name, amen. Church, can we celebrate those that gave their life to Christ? Thanks for listening to the LifePoint Louisville podcast. If you would like to partner with us in spreading the good news of Jesus, you can give by visiting lifepointlou.org forward slash give or text LCLOU to 77977. Thanks so much. We hope you have an incredible week.